Voices, the Farsi and book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 560. I'm Adam and welcome. This is the gang. I've got a gang and here's Mary Lang. Think how much wiser we'll be by the end of this. Debbie Melrose. Yes, it is. It's Debbie Melrose. Don't mess with Egyptian queens, Solomon. And Kirby Pottersloon. What sort of a man doesn't carry a trowel? <laughs> Dinosaurs on a spaceship. I do about the Christmas. Yeah, why, why did nobody say dinosaurs on a spaceship? Because it's too irritating. That's why. Yeah, so, somehow, okay. Kirby, I think you would be the one with the troll. No, I have yes. I have something to say yeah. about that particular uh, line, the way it's delivered and whatnot. Uh, right then, uh, we have stuff coming through on the live feed. Or obviously, anybody watching the live feed on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast Facebook group, which you can join. Apologies, because I was we were delayed because of the FA Cup semi-final penalty shootout. You're delayed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Neil James yeah, says... Yes, thank you. Neil James says, good evening, and he also... Uh, said, um, oh, actually, I've got to get a, a priority jingle available for this next bit. Ah, oh, there it is, right there. <laughs> Tim Drury says, the one with the di- dinosaurs. Will Adam spend the whole episode watching football? I think I probably would have preferred to, to be fair, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> Mary will watch, will do the whole episode watching baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. And then Neil said, ha ha, the segment, what we watched this week is great. Listen, or is a great, basically that's two people now are ganging up on me for, for axing the what we watched this week segment of the show. However, I reckon they are the ones also guilty of switching off the live feed when we start the segment. So uh, if we get another one saying, oh, we need to retain uh, the what we watched this week section, I think I might resurrect it. How about, one of those how about the quiz people? How about the quiz people? Master, Should we bring it back? Yeah, sorry. The same people posting it on different places. Ma- Master, was one of those people just posted on the live feed? Uh, one word. Or are they the same person who said that they liked it on uh, the Facebook That's what group? I just said. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you who it is now. I'm dropping names. Neil. Tim and Neil. Any more than Tim and Neil, who also say we should restore it, uh, then we may indeed restore it. But at the moment, we're going to talk about uh, dinosaurs on a spaceship. Right then, so the episode begins with uh, the Doctor sort of um, hiring some new companions. One is uh, Queen What? On the Facebook group, you had another person say they liked it. Oh, Oh, Kirby! Can we just watch this, please? <laughs> right. Yeah, so why, why, why can't we just go? It, it was a chibnall story. Yeah. Uh, we hated it, that's one so of your better ideas, Kirby, actually. But can we just get on with it? Anyway, so um, I'll try and get through it as quick as I can. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, what? Shut up. Um, yeah, so. Um, the get, doc- no, Adam, you know he's worse on ones he doesn't like. Come on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so the Doctor is uh, has hired Nefertiti, and then he um, he's at the Indian Space Agency. Is that what it's called? Indian Space Agency? Um, with that yeah. bird who used to be in Brookside and in Casualty. and um, It's called Indira in this. 
Yes, and she is very endearing. She's normally got a broad Scouse accent, so I was quite impressed by her her, her Indian accent in this. Um, and she looks like she's like the um, the brigadier of the the uh, the Indian Space Agency. Anyway, so there's a spaceship. Uh, anyway, meanwhile, um, in the African Plains of 1902, some bloke it was also hijacked by the Doctor as a companion. Uh, and then he goes and hijacks her, Amy and Rory, and accidentally, Rory's dad, who is played by Mark Williams uh, and has the character name of Brian Williams, is that correct? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? I've met Mark Williams, got a picture taken with him on, on the thing. And also, this is what turns this episode into a Harry Potter spin-off. Uh, right then. Yes. Anyway, so they arrive... What? He's just That's going... It. I said, indeed, yes. Anyway, they arrive on the spaceship. Uh, Rory sort of um, tells the Doctor off for accidentally nicking his dad, um, who I like, by the way. I, I do like uh, Rory's dad. I like, like Rory, Rory's dad. I like uh, Amy. Uh, I like... Who else do I like in this episode? Uh, the bloke who get uh, goes off with Nefertiti at the end. And I like Nefertiti. So immediately I like the, the cast. I also like... Um, the first Doctor in grumpy mode, and uh, I also <laughs> like uh, uh, Mitchell and Webb as the robots. So all good. Oh, I don't even mind the um... cast all around. What? I said it is a good cast all around. Yes, it is oh, a good cast. Yes, all right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, problem. Kirby. Thank you. I'm just saying with what I like. I'd like to put in something I like. I also like um, um, the bird out of uh, Brookside and the Casualty, who normally has a. Um, a uh, Scouse accent who plays the uh, Indian brigadier type person. Immediately they're running, because it's good uh, traditional Doctor Who stuff. They've got to be running from something at some point. The corridors are massive, though, so it doesn't quite have that corridor feel about it. Um, hey, anyway. Master, uh, master, master. Uh, this is one of the largest sets they ever built for Doctor Who. Uh, oh dear. They end up running from some um, dinosaurs who are seen to have a little bit of a bickering session. Dinosaurs on a spaceship, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> anyway, they've also, 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 right. later on when they see, when the doctor sees the triceratops, he goes, oh, no danger, herbivore. Well, and kylosauruses are also herbivores. So, okay. Anyway, um, they'd find a computer console and fiddle with it and, um, get transported this is the doctor and um brian and rory and they appear to be on a beach and i quite like the fact that the weather obviously when they shot this scene on the beach was absolutely appalling because everybody's completely drenched by, by the wind and rain and probably spray off the sea uh but anyway um they dig down a little bit, bit on the beach or at least brian yeah, who, who, who expected bad wolf bay to be carried yeah, up to that yeah, spaceship yeah. it's gonna be because there's only one beach like that in wales there's gonna be that one or south wales i should say so um i've been there by the way when i was went on a school trip to to, to the gamma uh, did you see any weeping angels while you were there no i saw some beach balls blowing down the beach i remember that yes mary you sounded like you're about to um announce something no 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 just okay. <laughs> listening so while that's all going on, uh, Amy and Nephi um, get friendly and go all sort of create a little girls duo. And um, I like the fact that she asks her, "Are you a queen?" And Amy, yeah, yeah. yes, conversation yes. <laughs> between those two, yeah. And then some. Terrib- I liked Amy. Amy was really good in this 
story. Oh, she's I always, like that. She's always good. Um, and I like the character development, and I like the fact that she's using her her experience as one of the Doctor's companion because they keep on he keeps on leaving them behind and they mention the lengths of time they've been left behind by the doctor which eventually implies several years well, which is an i know well, this months. this time is 10 visit. months but yeah. previously they've been left a lot behind for a while mm-hmm. and there's been a couple of instances where the doctor's left her behind and whatnot so i i accept that you no know, she's learned quite a lot um and she's always been quite feisty but now she's gone from girl amy i feel um when we first met her in the, the police person's uniform, into very much woman Amy. And I, I quite like this just sort and of subtle makes, development. I say she Sorry? makes a point about how she can't hold down a job because mm. she's always kind of listening. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like yeah. that subtle character development and it's and it's done beautifully by Karen, Karen Gillan because Karen Gillan is a proper talent. I mean, that's why she's so, so good, you know. And she's obviously shines on the screen as absolutely stunningly beautiful. And the the um, the chemistry that is normally you get between Amy and Rory, which is present when they are together on screen, is totally present between Rory and the Doctor and Rory and Mark Williams, uh, his dad. Absolutely brilliant acting all the way through that, and uh, oh, I, I thoroughly enjoying uh, that's that element of it. I have a slight yes. complaint about. Are we it, so. ignoring the robots though? I haven't got that yet. But I just want to say I've just got a slight irritation about the Doctor in this story. Um, this for me is the launch of Doctor Who being a bit up its own backside, um, in, in the way the Doctor has a bit been a bit sort of up his own backside to a certain extent, and therefore the show becomes a bit up its its backside and a bit arrogant about itself, whatnot. Yeah, there's this very is where few I feel good episodes. There's very very few good stories left until uh, the fiftieth, okay. unfortunately. But anyway, it's a good uh, sort of uh, light-hearted sort of uh, ensemble cast. Anyway, some pterodactyls turn up and they have to run across this beach and uh, find a cave. What? Technically, they're they're pterodons. Shut up. Uh, and once they're in this um, this cave thingy, um, this is when they meet the robots. Uh, obviously, Mitchell and Webb, who are so funny. Um, I love the fact that the robots themselves are quite scary you know if you didn't have the Mitchell and Webb voice on them that you they could have maybe put Darth Vader's voice and they'd have a completely different aspect even with the saying the same lines but it was quite menacing them having this voice that you would normally laugh at but they've got this sort of cutthroat sort of almost like uh, murderous attitude you know it, it's uh it was a good sort of flip on on their the, the robots personalities and and yeah they were good um and moving on that now the, the behatted person um, the, from the you know the, the 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 explorer bloke who at this point is starting to flirt big time with Neffy, and understandably so because she is quite nice. Um, and Amy then takes over and starts uh, looking through the database to find out His what she can. His name is Riddle or Riddell, depending on which one you want. Riddell. Um, so Amy's starting to Not look for him as an actor. He I've had a mega crush on him since. I didn't know you were an actor. Oh, room with a view. He's in Room with a View, and uh, yeah, mega crush on him. Mm-hmm. Rupert Graves, um, Master. Slightly yeah. known people. Master, Master. Mm-hmm. The uh, costumes for the robots were remodeled from ones used on CBBC's Mission Twenty One Ten. Well, you can tell it was maybe something childish. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, um, I forgot what I've got up to now. They're my two of my favourite comedians. What, Mitchell and Webb? I hate them as the robots. Anyway. um, Uh, There there was some controversy uh, 11 years ago because one of those two, I don't don't know them or anything, one of them was quoted as he didn't like Doctor Who and then he was hired for Doctor Who. David Mitchell, yeah. Right, okay. Um, We, we, We went on and on at length about that 11 years ago. Well, how unfair it is that we can't be in it. No, <laughs> no we're they, not going to go on they, about why, it at why length. Why did they hire someone who said he didn't like it? <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, I forgot where I got up to now. Right, so Amy is, is looking through the databases to find out where the ship come from, comes from and finds out that it was in fact a Silurian ship, but all the Silurians are dead. Uh, but the dinosaurs that the Silurians kept, it was almost like a Silurian ark. Uh, that some of the dinosaurs that they took with them are still alive, including the very cute um, Triceratops, which I think the doctor called Triceal or something like that. Triceal, yes. Which, uh, which does sort of make, um, get very friendly with Brian and put some horrible goo. And a good bit of acting by... I don't know if it's acting all true, because he did look absolutely revolted when this goo goes down his face, which is supposed to be like phlegmy, <laughs> snotty stuff from the Triceratops. But it was. Yeah, they just stole really that straight out of uh, Jurassic Park when the sneezing. Oh, uh, why not? He did it better <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, he happens to have a couple of golf balls in his uh, his pocket, and um, we find out that that Tricy likes uh, um, golf balls, and they're able to use. Yeah, the, golf the balls. doctor call it, calls calls it Tricy, and he calls uh, Nefertiti Nephi. That's good. I would too, too. <laughs> uh, anyway, so moving forward. Um, so Amy, uh, the the doctor is then escorted to this um, this little room where Solomon is. Sorry, the first doctor is uh, who's a bit grumpy. I so, knew you so, were going to do that. Um, <laughs> he's laid I predicted up. it several hours ago. He's he's laid up and he's uh, he's got a bad leg and he says if the doctor doesn't help him, um, then he's going to hurt his friend. So he immediately gets one of the robots to shoot Brian in the shoulder. And, of course, then we see Nursey um, Rory help his daddy. I haven't seen him, him be a nurse for a while, but uh, it was appropriate. You have to be reminded sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, that was all right. Um, I like the bit where Rory goes, um, uh, no, this isn't going to hurt. <laughs> and it does. Yeah. <laughs> I lied. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, the doctor does what he's asked. He sort of gets Solomon back on his feet, uh, and he regenerates. And Patrick Trap. No, that's a different story. Isn't it? <laughs> um, um, uh, moving forward a little bit. I, I I do like the the weird full uh, arm crutches. Oh yes, okay. Anyway, um. Anyway, they sneak out somewhat, but then the robots start chasing after them. And fortunately, Tricy is there, and the Doctor jumps on Tricy's back, as do Brian and Rory. And a golf ball is thrown to get Tricy going, as the the robots, who are just like Daleks, not particularly good shots, firing laser shots everywhere and missing them at every available opportunity. They were obviously being trained by Imperial Stormtroopers. Exactly. Anyway, um, it gets to the point where... um, the Indian uh, Space Agency have to launch their um, <coughs> missiles uh, because um, the Doctor hasn't quite 
done what he needs to do in the, in the time frame required. Which makes me think, bearing in mind he, uh, the last episode, he, he wanted to leave Amy and Rory behind or, or not, to save them from the danger of being with him. And he, he's brought all these people into a, a danger, which uh, is probably one of the worst dangers they've had for a while. So that made a little bit of, uh, a little bit of lack of sense in regards to... You know, why would you take some of your best friends onto a spaceship which has got missiles pointing at it, etc., etc.? But anyway, he did. Well, it's Chibnall. Um, what do you expect? No, Chibnall didn't do it. it. Was it was the it was the doctor? He called. Oh, oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, Solomon comes up and threatens everybody again. Um, something about um, enabling the ship to fly, whatnot. Um, and if he doesn't help him, he's going to hurt his friends. So he shoots poor old Tricy. Or gets the robots to shoot Tricy, because the BBC wouldn't couldn't afford to have it in any more episodes. It was very sad, poor little Tricy. And um, and then of course the robots grabs Nephi, and he was very uh, menacing and horrible in this uh, this episode. Uh, and then he he looked into the watch, the fob watch, and became the first Doctor again. So yeah. <laughs> so he, um, at some point, um, and. Um, yeah, so eventually they, because his spaceship's in the middle of this big sort of Silurian spaceship, um, um, the Doctor manages to uh, find a way of getting them all onto the bridge of this little spaceship uh, via a teleport. And, Master, uh, you can see that, 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 that uh, Solomon's spaceship is pretty small, and you can see it in relationship to the rest of the Silurian arc. Yes, but they also, state they state at the beginning of the story that the Silurian Arc is the size of Canada. Uh, Canada shrunk. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, but the the one of the spaceships can be fly, fly by people of the same gene genie gene gene, gene whatever. I.e. Rory and Brian. How how convenient. Yeah. Well, it's quite good. I didn't mind it. They've done that in all sorts of um, um, franchises. Anyway, I've done it in this particular franchise to give Rory and uh, and Brian a chance to help fly the spaceship, and and uh, the missiles um, blow up the Silurian ship while um, the other little ship is saved and whatnot. And uh, that's basically the end of the story. Well, the and then... missiles blow up Solomon's ship, not the Silurian. I don't ship. care either way. Uh, anyway, so um, the uh, they get, uh, Doctor gives. Um, um, Brian the chance to sit on the edge of the TARDIS and look down at Earth while sipping a cup of tea. Very Wilf-like um, uh, yeah. scene, that. Yes, yeah, we all think of, yeah. 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 And, um, and there's a sort of scene where Amy and Rory are sort of looking out, watching him, and the Doctor's sort of in the background looking a bit pensive and worried, like he knows something's going to happen. I was um, also reminded of uh, Amy being held by her foot as she's That's in true, that... yeah. 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 And then the next scene is obviously Nephi is now with uh, the other uh, hunter bloke, uh, who which makes no sense because he's a jackass. Uh, well, she's very nice looking, so that's good to have her back in the scene. And and then um, there's a scene um, in the, uh, Rory and Amy's house where um, Mark, sorry, I was <laughs> Brian has got his uh, people have stuck stickers of Brian against various postcards. Yeah, yeah. that was a bit weird. 
uh, didn't quite make sense to me. Why don't you just sort of make it look like he is, rather than stick a sticker there, make it look like he's at Photoshop. Even in those days, was, they, they like, used they used too much of their budget on dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't. I wouldn't have cost an awful lot of money. I could have done it also, for him. Also, the uh, the postcard of drawing of Siluria with mm. the dinosaurs and the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. The, Tard- the TARDIS is the wrong model TARDIS. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, no. I'd say. Anyway. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Uh, where did we get up to before I got interrupted again? Uh, <laughs> you were talking about the uh, Brian stickers on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have done Post that for cards. the uh, free of charge as long as, I got, as long as I got a credit at the end of the episode. I thought they were postcards, not stickers. No, they had. They were postcards with stickers of Brian on them. With they didn't look like oh, they were yeah, supposed to. I believe. Enough. I think they might have been trying to make it look like he was actually there, but it looked like somebody like cut out a sticker of Brian and stuck yeah. it on the fo- on the postcard. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, you'll see on that TARDIS on there. There's no St John's ambulance. Oh dear, how sad. Never mind. Right then. Um, right, <laughs> dinosaurs on a spaceship. Uh, didn't dislike it as much as i did the first time i watched it um i like i prefer now to recognize that it's a bit of a silly story but it's not the worst um of stuff we've had now previously it's um it's quite good fun in a way and the 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 cast uh, do their jobs perfectly, and the, some of the dialogue's really good. Uh, Chibnall, not or not no Chibnall. There's some great lines and little in jokes and whatnot, which work really, really well. I think when you go into an episode like this, knowing it's sort of likely to sort of be reminded as being quite bad, you can just watch it and enjoy elements of it you may not have done before, and just pick up on that rather than the rubbish bits. I'm not saying there aren't rubbish bits in it, but ignore that don't take any notice of the fact that you know this is supposed to be a coherent story and just watch it for all the fun bits it's actually okay to be fair um the other thing to take into account is obviously that little subtle look of the doctor that he seems to know something's going to be happening to amy and roy um and we know something's going to be happening to amy and rory again which doesn't make sense as i'll talk about that when well, we cover why, that episode. why would we assume that his look between those two means with, something with hindsight like, my darling happen to them you know does, with it, hindsight. it could be that just his time with them is going to come to an end yes. well that's what doesn't i mean, mean it's going to happen to them I th- well he's supposed to be able to uh, as the eccleston doctor said see all of space and time so he must know something's coming for them. Right, right, but he may know, but the viewer would not know. No, but that little look is supposed to hint something, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. It, it couldn't just mean that he knows his time with them is yes. coming to an end. Oh, that's what I mean. He could have, he could have stayed away from Manhattan. Most of this season, he's casting looks at them like that. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they're really, really laying it on. This is the last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't deny that to be the case. Um, but I feel that this episode, you know, is just a little little comfy cushion because uh, we've got episodes leading up to the departure of of a loved a pairing, a loved a loved characters, loved actors in the series. So I didn't think, didn't mind it as much, anywhere near as much as I'd be previous. But I do recognise and understand why people don't like it. What did you think about it, Debbie? Uh, pretty much agree with you on most points. Definitely. I mean, but then again. It feels like this one is geared to pull kids into the Doctor Who universe. This mm. this felt like a step back. 
into being a bit more kid friendly because obviously lately it's been a lot of scares with the Daleks, you know, and all that sort of thing. And it's like this one, as you say, is a cushion. And uh, this is one that if Ida had watched it with me, she wouldn't have run off screaming. So, you know, know, (laughs) I usually manage to terrify her with something or other on Doctor Who, but this wouldn't have been one of them. And, um, you know, with all the dinosaurs, she'd be doing what Kirby did, telling me all the dinosaur names, (laughs) that sort of thing, because she knows them all. And, um, yeah, and I felt... It was Webb, a bit of fun. Webb. I don't. I didn't enjoy this the first time round. I thought um, Mitchell and Webb grossly misplaced as as and completely out of touch as the two robots. I thought that was just that hit wrong every time, and the way that they bicker and things. It's like you don't. We didn't need that. You know, it's they they could have just been menacing without saying anything. You know, the menace would have been there if they yeah, hadn't. But it was fun having Mitchell and Webb. Well, but uh, but I think I love Mitchell and Webb. Mitchell and Webb are two of my favourite comedians, but they don't oh, work on Doctor Who. But I, I thought that was yeah, quite. Yeah, doesn't it, doesn't it give you a nice contrast though? You think, yeah. oh, these are cuddly robots. Yeah. They're going to be so nice. Yes. And then when they do the guy, the you know the doctors, um, the the guys command by hurting Brian. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I I, I totally totally if get. If they the were menacing thing. from the start, we would not have been surprised, but. That set us up for a surprise. Yeah, I suppose so, but I didn't. I don't find this episode um, gripped me enough for me to really invest in being surprised. If you see what I mean, um, <laughs> not contradicting what you're saying, but I just I I sort of sat through it with my head sort of in my hand, watching it, going, I have to watch this one again, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I love seeing. Um, oh God, I can never remember his name. The Doctor. No, the guy who played Brian. Mark Williams. Mark Williams, you know, Mr. Um, Mr. Weasley. Love him. I've always loved him in everything. And he was great as Rory's dad. Perfect, perfect familiar yes. casting. Absolutely brilliant. And the music in this is really adventurous and upbeat. And just, but there's the element with the themes going through it as well of there is something coming and they want us to feel the boil happening. The looks, the the pauses, the the dramatic emphasis on nothing, which becomes something, is is always well done. And Chibnall always managed to get that right. It's just he then played it and played it and played it and played it and played it again when he took over. So at the moment, when he's just writing a few stories, it, it's not really it's not eating into the whole feel of Doctor Who. Yeah. We watch what happened when he took over. So we're still getting the the ups, downs, the different writers, the different positions, the the end game is coming. And then you've got this with some cracking CGI dinosaurs. The kiss between Rory and the Doctor is hilarious because that's not scripted at all. And um, it was Yeah, just, I forgot about it, that. It, yeah, it that was really good. I like that. Yeah, Matt Smith being a jerk. You can see half of his real face going, Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was so, a great yeah, scene. Was a great filler. But it doesn't grip me the way a lot of Doctor Who does. And I know that this is going to become a comment that I will be saying more and more as we go through the next couple of seasons. It's just going to hold. It didn't hold me. Whereas previous seasons have gripped, held, made me cry. I've not been emotional over Doctor Who for a very long time, which is such a shame. But when we went back through the story, went through the journey, I was emotional and then reconnected with Doctor Who because unfortunately what's coming 
made me lose interest a bit and I don't want that to happen. So watching happy episodes like this, kind of nice, but also I'm like, I know what's coming. I know the story's coming. I'm hoping I'm going to enjoy more than I did last time. And I'm hoping to get Tom back into it because he stopped watching about now oh. and never started again. Right, oh, okay. Mm. So it's like, you know, see what we can do. <laughs> okay. But I've waffled on long enough, go on. Kirby. A uh, couple of th- points here. First of all, it's interesting. This is two weeks in a row where you've said you like you like this uh, differently than the way before. Whereas, uh, and you didn't like it the first time. Well, remember, I listen to our comments every week well, if I, I have a chance. Don't. And you loved Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. After Who are you talking to, Adam or me? Me. <laughs> Adam, because you weren't on. Uh, no, I guess online. not. But the way you followed up after me, I no, was like, no, Have we watched uh, it? <laughs> no, no. Adam, you'd only seen it one time, and you were you were gushing over it. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I can understand if I was gushing over it because yeah. I did. Watch yeah, no, enjoy no. It. I'm just. It's interesting how how your your memories of it changed because you obviously watched it again right around the same time and realized it had problems. Whereas okay. I I also very definitely liked it way better 11 years ago than that dreary thing that I sat through last night watching this. I mean, yeah, the cast is great. The characters make no sense. Why have the big game hunter? Why have Nefertiti? Uh Solomon is is horrible. Yeah, uh, he's one of the the. If this is supposed to be lighthearted, you've got someone who just shoots people, or has his robots shoot people. It's just just horrible. Uh, it's very out of character for the doctor to. Uh, I mean, he, you, you trap someone in a mirror forever. You don't just have them killed unless you send unless. Like the seventh doctor had all of Scaro blown up, but that's that was a long time ago. Finding exceptions. Uh, so, yeah, that that was very out of character for the doctor to um, to have Solomon blown up. He should have done something else to him. Right. Uh, he did give a, give him the option to um, you know not go down that route. He's done that before. Well, yeah. Did you get a hint at all that that he might be saved? That he might turn around? Yeah. No. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, I did like the special effects, although I wish they'd been consistent. When they got around to the uh, to the Velociraptors, they had the feathers that were great and everything, but the others didn't have feathers. Uh, the it was interesting that that was a full size actual baby T Rex that uh, Millennium Effects had built it for a display, and they said, "Oh, use this." <laughs> so they weren't stepping around a, a uh, CGI T Rex there. It's not as bad as Chibnall could later become, but it was Chibnall. Ugh. I'm done. And hang on. <laughs> yes. Mary. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to disagree with you all. Oh. Uh, 
And again, it's because we have the the benefit of hindsight. We know what's coming. You know, we know we're going to hate it. So <laughs> this is a time to settle back and enjoy what there is to enjoy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, so I see this as being a primarily comedic episode. Yes. So I just got into the comedy of it and really enjoyed it for that. Um, as to the point of, you know, how the doctor always gives villains, you know, an extra chance. I don't see that there could have ever been any hint that this guy could have turned around and gotten any better than he was. So I did not mourn, you know, or, or question um, his eradication. I mean, after he got rid of how many thousands of Silurians just by yeah. putting them through an airlock? Um, yeah, I don't think that was going that that guy was going to change at all. Um, and uh, we all neither, neither were neither were the uh, creatures from uh, that in the story where the doctor was John Smith and uh, I, I forget what they're called the uh, father of mine mother of mine they were bad too but he didn't kill them right well. That Fine, but but I did, point, well, it wasn't actually the doctor that killed him. It was actually the missile that the Indian the space. Point, though, if 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 he wanted to, if Solomon wanted to, he could have jettisoned the thing that the missile yeah. was pointing at. Okay. So it was his. It was uh, the doctor basically went. Well, you can get out of this if you tried. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. That's all right. <laughs> no, no, it's not an interruption. I I, I prefer conversation to just single-voiced opinions. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Someone say sorry. Interrupt. Because I went on. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's fine. I, I like that even better. Um, <laughs> and we all know that Chibnall is going to kill Doctor Who, so we all hate yeah. Yeah. So many episodes that he writes, like this one, and I thought this was well written. I, I, the comedy that he wrote, the freedom that the actors had to play with it, all of that, I think, you know, this is like a good thing. For Chibnall, you know, I, I, you know, I was surprised to see his name as the writer, um, but I celebrated the episode because I enjoyed it so much. And of course, you know, I fall in love with uh, Rory's dad. I mean, there's all those little snippets that they put on uh, the internet of of the of Rory's family, his relationship with his father, and all that. So of course, that that all built on you know this. Um, so I, I just. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the interactions. I loved Amy and Nefertiti's conversations about, you know, so are you, are you Rory's queen? Um, and and I, I don't know. It, I think that Matt Smith is probably the only one that kind of came up short because he kind of overplayed the comedy. Everybody else played it yeah. as their character. I got that as well. But, Smith kind of overdid it, kind of like, you know, screaming at us. This is supposed to be funny. Um, so he's the only one that I would take a little exception to. And it, it, for it to be a Doctor Who, we have to have a baddie. And Chibnall wrote a pretty nasty baddie. Um, so that's OK with me. Um, that was in there. But mostly I look at it as a comedy uh, and enjoyed it for that. So uh, so I liked it. Excellent. Well, thank you, Mary. Do, do you realize that Rory has uh, traveled in the TARDIS with both his dad and his daughter? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of mind games we can play <laughs> whenever we bring River Song into all of this. Yes. <laughs>
Anyway, right, so that moves us on to Kirby's bit, which I haven't got a theme tune for, because Ben has it, and I should perhaps see. <laughs> yes, you should go back and pull, pull it out on one of the other episodes. Hopefully this no, hasn't changed much. I should really much. find the time to create a, a, an individual one, but unfortunately I'm quite busy. Uh, hopefully this hasn't changed since I last refreshed the screen. Uh, well, you you guys will let me know. Can I just interrupt? I had a reminder pop up, you know, when Facebook gives you your reminders. And 12 years ago on this day, 23rd of April 2011, I've written, having a brain that functions in a similar way to the current Doctor Who writer, Moffat, means this season is already wrapped up for me like the last. Hell, I'll still enjoy the ride. Fab opener. <laughs> oh, and that was last week, I think. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Billy Kirkbright. I attempted to watch it. <laughs> times, times two back in 2013. Sigh, and it didn't impress me much. I'll give it another go tonight and give you my thoughts. It was broadcast in 2012. So, he, mm. anyway, uh, Billy Kirkbright also well, says... Right, I, that means I'm a year ahead with the previous season. <laughs> <laughs> he says I'm halfway through it's not looking good uh, face uh, slap uh, Billy Kirkbright uh, head on forehead hand on forehead emoji uh, yeah face palm face palm that's it yeah. uh, Billy Kirkbright utter crap <laughs> came up on the, <laughs> on the episode 11 minutes before it finished Seeing this again was a reminder of why I stopped watching contemporary Who a number of years ago. Uh, Mr. M. I'm not a taxi service, you know. Dinosaurs on a Spaceship by Chris Chinball. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is very interesting to look at in comparison to Chibber's era. In many ways, it suffers from all the same problems. Too many characters with not enough to do. Interesting ideas that are slammed together without fully being explored. Incredible coincidences that defy logic. The Doctor just happens to bring a big game, big game hunter along with him for no reason. The ship needs two people with similar DNA to fly it. Chibnall also likes to take lesser-known historical figures and put them into interesting scenarios, see Skyfall, such as Nefertiti. The Doctor is also much more childlike in this episode, and it takes an unexpectedly darker turn as dealing with Solomon. It's a shame 13 never got the chance to do that. Oh, and of course, the this episode shares some of the cast of Broadchurch, such as David Bradley and Arthur Darville. Was Arthur Darville in Broadchurch? Yes. yes, he played oh, the vicar. Yes, he was. He was a priest. Okay. Uh, you don't have to have been in Broadchurch to play the Doctor, but it helps. Oh, and Karen Gillan is hot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think much of the jumper she's wearing. Oh. This episode also continues the theme of light bulbs, with the ponds being interrupted in the middle of changing one. Overall, this is an okay episode. It's a nice change of pace, and it works well within the context of the series. But I wouldn't want every ep- episode to be like this. It would be madness to let the writer of this episode do many more in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Six six out of ten. Next time, Doctor Who and the Gunfighters. Oh, that was a dawn ding, wasn't it? Tells hints to something, doesn't it? The dawn ding. That's because I've just sent something to Mary. Yes, which gives... (laughs) Neil James says, Hiya, sorry I missed feedback last week. 
Asylum of the Daleks. Jenna Louise Coleman turns in a fantastic performance for her debut. I noticed some of Osmond's dialogue is already really dated, though. I still find the puns a bit annoying, but this is a pretty decent episode. Three stars out of five. <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse you. That right in my ear roll. That's all green. And it's not dinosaur I, I, snot, is it? Ugh. Yes, it is. It's actually, uh, there's a lot of pollen in the air. Oh. <laughs> I'm having, having issues. Tissues. Uh, I've got some tissues. Where are they? <laughs> dinosaurs on a spaceship. This is pretty good fun. There's probably too many characters, but I absolutely love Mark Williams as Roy's dad. He's good, buddy. David Bradley is really good in this one, too. Matt Smith continues to shine, and the effects are top-notch. But it's all just nonsense, really, isn't <laughs> it? It was. <laughs> three, three stars out of five. Uh, Lillian Robin. I won't be available on Sundays for the next few weeks to watch your live recording. Oh, Sorry. here we go. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> Reese. Reese. <laughs> Copyright. Then, then she says, "Dinosaurs on a spaceship." Typical Chibber's rubbish. I didn't even bother to try and watch it this week. <laughs> okay, that's it. Oh, that's it. Got, do you want Robert's? Feedback? I was going just oh, about. Well done, from. Debbie. You must have read my mind. I was going to say, Debbie, could hmm. you read Robert's bits? I mean, a, a, a feedback. Okay, this is what I think of dinosaurs on a spaceship uh -oh. from Robert. Who wrote this crud? Oh, that's right. One of the worst producers on Doctor Who. Chibbers, is this story made for six-year-olds? Why is it all done as though it's a comedy show? No wonder I lost interest with the show around here, bar the odd episode. Doctor Who, this ain't. And just so we know, the title of the episode, Chibbers, has the cast constantly repeat, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. At least now I know the title of the story to avoid. Oh, and we still have another Chibber episode to come this series too. Though the best thing of the story was david bradley oh this is weird when i click on all comments i don't see all comments if i click on top comments uh ian's well, you just comments realized goes, facebook messes up every time it suggests you look at comments <laughs> yeah yes it does it's like look at all your comments oh no there's one you can see and uh he also ian has said a couple other things uh, besides his script he says Nefertiti was angry at the hunter at first, but she ended up in his tent. Cliche. This week I watched Have I Got News for You with David Tennant. Oh. Good. Sorry, I just realized somebody booked me and I didn't put it in the diary. Um, thanks, uh, Debbie, for reading that. Uh, before, um, so Mary can uh, get us off primed and I can respond to this email. Oh, I can't. I'll do the response of the email on the next section of the show. Just remind me that I've got to do it. And we're going to play this. Had a lovely day. Been to the uh, Sonic Walk with the Guildford Shakespeare Company as we trek around Guildford and people perform Shakespeare at us, including one impromptu additional performance by uh, a lady of mature years who had clearly drink taken. However, you know for that. But yesterday we watched uh, Dinosaurs in a Spaceship. Not with Irene, actually watched it... Uh, after I got back to the rugby, and Storm again watched it with me, I wasn't going to try and get him to do it, but he's too busy playing on the iPad. However, he got really excited, he was jumping him down, identifying all the dinosaurs. Um, so he certainly enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it as well. It was a bit of a nonsense story, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, you know, why would you have dinosaurs on a spaceship? And I'm not really sure we actually did find out. But uh, I think what was good, the way it was set up with the characters, with Queen Nefertiti and the famous explorer, who looks... Very familiar from Sherlock, I can't think why he just looked that. Um, 
and you know the pond's coming along and Brian Williams and this is one of Zach's favourite lines uh, when he said and he said to Vaughan dad I'm not a pond or as Vaughan's dad said and Zach thought that was really funny I'm so 27 years old these things but I mean it, it was something that probably was played for more of a comedy for laughs I mean those blooming stupid robots they really <laughs> annoy me um, but I think it was quite clever in the way that uh, you got Eunice in there and you got the Doctor desperately trying to save the Earth from destroying these, this spaceship and uh, all the problems that that would cause. Um, interesting, of course, we've got the second ever time that uh, a future Doctor has appeared in another garden. No, actually, the third time, of course. Sorry, I forget. Peter Cowell was the second. Uh, in the first of Daily Bradley, although was he actually playing a future Doctor or a past Doctor? Interesting thought, that. However, yes. I was, it took me to about 10 seconds to realise who he was. He kind of recognised it. Oh, my God, of course, it's the first Doctor. But... Um, but I thought uh, the Poms were very good in this. I thought the way Rory reacted to his father was quite good. Uh, you know, I think we all have our own good paternal relations, and sadly mine died 15 years ago, but I still have very, very fond memories of him. And the way you, you generally take the mick out of each other at times was, was very reminiscent here. And this clearly is, you know, they are a very, very loving father-son relationship there. And also the way he looked after Amy as well, I thought was very good. The Doctor was his enigmatic self, changed his mind every time he decides to do something. No, we're going to do something else instead. Totally confusing people. Uh, but that's the way the Doctor, isn't it? Well, I thought that, that was good as well. And I think the bit at the end, you know, where there's Brian sitting on the edge of the TARDIS, the cheese sandwich, looking at the world. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not something that, well, it's something I really would love to do. Obviously, never had a chance to do it. But you can imagine somebody wanting to do that. You know, just to take the opportunity to travel. So, uh, given the fact he's travelling with Cardis, does that actually make him a companion? Hmm, I wonder. Anyway, until next time, be seeing you. Uh, thank you, Andy. That was Andy Nunny, everybody. And uh, I think we'll move on to Mary's dulcet tones. Do you have Ian's feedback too? Yeah, I think we'll move on to Mary's dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with what, what he said because it's nice to listen to double feedback. But... Okay. <laughs> Dinosaurs on a spaceship or Jurassic Ark in space. Well, now this is a Chibnall story about dinosaurs on a spaceship, which, not to spoil it, is true in two ways. This one is full of TV stars, Rupert Graves, Mark Williams, someone called David Bradley, whoever he is, then there's Ryan Steele and Sunetra Sarkar. Oh, yes, and funny dialogue between the two robots, voiced by David Mitchell and Robert Webb. Great bit of acting when the doctor turns around and accuses Brian of being an infiltrator. Solomon should not have, in quotes, spaced the Silurians that got the doctor that got the doctor's backup immediately. The lines in this one couldn't have been written by Chibnall. In quotes, a spaceship driven by dinosaurs? Brian, please, that would be ridiculous. They're probably just passengers. How wrong the doctor was. In quotes, doctor, this is a two-man job. Then to Amy, what are you doing? I'm easily worth two men, but you can help if you like. You don't have any vegetable matter in your pockets, do you, Brian? Only my balls. The doctor to Indra. I liked you till you said missiles. From Brian, I'm flying a spaceship. The throwback to 2001 with the deactivated robot singing Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer too. 
All in all, a fun romp with excellent CGI. Stay safe, everybody. Linda and Terry. Marvelous. Well done, Mary. It seems like you've done that before. <laughs> oh, a few times. Hmm. <laughs> Hello, 20 Megamap Podcast. This is Ian Kirk. Hello, Ian. Dinosaurs on a Spaceship by Chris Chibnall. And you, Amy, are you also a queen? The Indian Space Agency seems to be in charge in the future. NASA has been short of cash lately, and it seems they will run out entirely. The Doctor is just finishing an adventure in ancient Egypt, and Queen Nefertiti decides to come along. The Doctor collects his friend the Big Game Hunter, before he finds out there is really some big game involved. Robbie's dad, Brian, accidentally gets taken along, and his trowel comes in handy. Also, they happen to need two close relatives to fly the spaceship. They could ride Amy and River Song. Brian always hated travelling, but after he saw the world from space, he wanted to travel the world. The Doctor refuses to save Solomon in the end. An enjoyable romp. I did not like the bitchy robots, though. We had a national test alert on our mobile phones today. Well, that will come in shot. handy if we have a Dalek invasion. <laughs> Bye for now. Yes, yeah, so I, I didn't because I turned off all my emergency notifications. But it was quite interesting being sat at a till at the time, waiting for three o'clock to approach just to see what happened. It was a bit like... Um, um, in 1999 when the uh, midnight approached on December the 31st and expecting um, everything to sort of suddenly all start falling apart but nothing really happened it just went a few people had that wee, 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 sort of noises went off um, I was rather pleased myself because it didn't have the fact that I turned off emergency notifications on my phone meant that nothing really happened and uh, I think the same happened for everybody else who had turned off the emergency notifications I mean uh I heard everybody else's, so I was there. I got this. mine a minute early. I'm on the first arc. <laughs> you what? <laughs> what, what, what? What did you say? I got my alarm went off, so I'm sat there waiting for it to happen. Yes. And I still jumped out of my seat because mine went off at 14.59. It turns out there were a select few of us. We were like, Ooh, oh, we're the those are the, yeah, those are the ones that are being sent to Russia. <laughs> Um, Everybody ones, else went yeah. off at three or didn't. Yeah. <laughs> There's us going, ooh, the elite. You didn't, you didn't end up on the B-Arc with the uh, hairdressers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sent us off first, yeah. <laughs> well done, everybody. That was very <laughs> okay, slick. That was very slick indeed. Right. Um, Doctor Who News. It Stephen Moffat went... We've already, did we do that last time? No, we didn't. Stephen Moffat meant to Terrence. We did do that last time. Moving on. New images. So of, we no longer get the counselors. Uh, no, we feedback. don't. Uh, new images of the 15th Doctor released. Uh, it's a picture of a shooty uh, dressed in. <laughs> looks like. Um, don't they look looks like um, an, a sort of 1970s Starskin Hutch style gangster. Teddy boy. Yeah. Very, or, yeah. Huggy bear type thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very. Uh, Catching, <laughs> except they said that this one's set in the swinging 60s. Mm, yeah, baby. I suppose yeah. it could pass the 60s to be fair, but yeah, it's quite cool. 
what, what, I'm, what I'm hoping is if, that maybe they'll be there in 1963 and close to a certain junkyard. That'd be cool as well. Um, the BBC has released new images featuring Shudi Gatwa as the 15th Doctor. The images are from the story currently being filmed for series that will air in 2024. Alongside Gatwa, as the Doctor is Millie Gibson, who plays Ruby Sunday, the companion in the story. It's official. The TARDIS has landed in the 60s. A first look at the Doctor and Ruby as they arrive in the swinging 60s as filming continues for the new series. Doctor Who returns in November 2023 with with three special episodes with David Tennant as the 14th Doctor to coincide with the 60th anniversary. Shooter Gatwa's first episode as the 15th Doctor will then air over the festive period. Doctor Who will premiere exclusively uh, on the BBC and uh, for the UK and Ireland and Disney Plus will be the exclusive home for new seasons of Doctor Who outside the UK and Ireland. Here we go. Doctor Who. I know it's probably coming up on the news thing, but Matt Smith was confirmed as being in the uh, uh, 60th specials. I hadn't heard that, but thank you for... I had not heard that. I heard there was a rumour. No, it got, uh, apparently it got confirmed overnight. About oh, 3, 4 in the morning, it suddenly went up like, on Facebook, it's happening, it's happening. That's so, fingers good. crossed, it seemed to be quite reputable um, agencies reporting about it. That's so, really it wasn't good the Daily news. Mail. What about David Turner? No, not Daily Mail, it. that's not reputable. How dare you? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's nice to hear. It's yeah. Nice to hear, I agree. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, yeah, so. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, yeah, so on, on the subject of doctors, um, we have heard, because a, a few of us um, are, have managed to get press passes to Portsmouth Comic Con. Um, well done. So, but having press passes means I have to do stuff for the podcast there, otherwise I, I'm, I'm there under false pretenses. And, yeah, uh, you don't have to do that. You just kept your recorder out. Job done. No, I, I can do it officially. I've got a press pass. Um, well, I haven't got it yet. I will when I get there. Um, anyway, so Colin Baker has been announced for Portsmouth Comic Con, which is great. So that means I can finally get around to giving him the picture that uh, the photograph we took of everybody at Fantasy Con oh, won. Yeah, um, the yeah. good thing about that is he it might remind him of us. Um, so he's going to be there and, and uh, I'll get yet another interview with him and... Um, yeah, that'd be quite good. I won't be asking yeah, no, him. As, as if interviews with him are, are boring. No, they're no, not. No, no, it won't be boring. But I'm not going to ask him questions like, do you remember when you did this? Do you remember when you drove in a car with Kirby? Do you remember when you drove in a car with me and uh, Christopher uh, Ryan? Uh, you might remember that bit because Christopher Ryan was there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Do You, do you should ask him if he remembers the needles. No, he'd probably think I'm, um, ask him if he remember. He probably would. He does remember that. He remembers driving the Isle of Wight ferry. Yeah, so he always bangs on about that when um, the Isle of Wight is mentioned. Um, yeah, so that's that's going to be quite exciting in a few weeks' time. I think I talked about Heroes Con last week. Um, Fantasy Con uh, started to ramp it up a little bit now. Heroes Con is out of the way. Um, like I say, we announced um, Elodie Grace Hawkin. We announced that. And these are. People that listen to this show would already know, obviously, because I have given people the heads up. But Kai Owen uh, has been also announced. We have been sort of putting the feelers out for a couple of people who are exceptionally expensive. I'm going to give you an example. Um, put the feelers out today, actually. I got an email back um, about um, somebody we talked about a few weeks ago uh, from, you know, the episode where 
um, Rivers' songs being Amy and Rory's daughter is, I think it's Demon's Run, isn't that the one where, uh, and there was a Lorna Bucket in that episode. Do you remember? Yes, uh, yes. And the actress who plays Lorna Bucket is also in Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh, that's right. Um, so she's become quite expensive now. Whereas she probably would have achieved. Well, I, I I could get her if, but someone would have to give me a few thousand pounds to actually achieve this. She she's currently living in Britain, um, and at the time of the convention, this is Christina Chong, by the way. At the time of the convention, she'll be um, promoting series two of uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. So that would be really cool. Um, but frustratingly. Can't quite afford. She's not massively expensive. Not a David Tennant's twenty-five thousand pounds fee, but um, just slightly out of the reach unless we get somebody who wants to, um, you know, invest in the event. Uh, and another one, a chap called Adam I Basil, see, who um, did met, I see that you're going to have Kai Owens there? Kai Owens. Yeah. Kind of, yes, uh, he just he, said that. <laughs> stop being horrible, Kirby. Yeah, Kai Owens has come in uh, because Sometimes he, we zone it's out the third bit. attempt to get him. The first attempt failed because of some world pandemic that uh, got in the way of everything. Uh, the second one failed because uh, he had a filming job to do at the time we um, um, did the event. So hopefully this is the third time lucky for us. Um, this obviously is added on to the Julian Seeger, um, um, Valile, who hasn't actually officially been announced yet, but she's the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast special guest. So I'm trying to, I'm going to try and sort of shoehorn her into being with our setup at the event but I've got a funny feeling that a certain event uh, coordinator Deborah Pearson might veto that but we'll try Why? I'm good company <laughs> <laughs> um, Craig Fairbrass um, I really do hope he comes along because his um, announcement has generated a lot of interest in the event uh, along with obviously uh, Elodie uh, Martin Ballantyne is going to be coming back. Um, he's very popular with some people and not popular with others. But um, he's, I he's love also, him. you have to say about Martin, he's a lovely bloke and he's, he really supports the event and, and he'd do anything to come along. And I like that sort of attitude. He is fantastic. I and love he's it. so good at self promotion. So um, <laughs> even to being the only guest we've ever had, to had who's had he's got, got his own Funko Pop um, because he actually <laughs> gets it made for himself. He's great. Um, we got a few cosplay stars coming along. We've got uh, Madame Bella cosplays, uh, who who is a cosplay artist of the highest order. Uh, we've also got James Valentine who's coming as the tenth uh, Doctor, um, and really does look the part. To be fair, uh, that's um, somebody that Roy's managed to get in. But um, having uh, as Roy keeps banging on, having a, a screen-used TARDIS <laughs> to our disposal, it is always very useful. To, um, Trouble is that the TARDIS is, screen to, used, to, screen is to the disposal of every event on the other way. Um, we've got Dead Star Publishing what? coming. Wait, from how's, how's it a screen used TARDIS? It has been used Don't by the BBC. It's been used yeah. by the BBC. Um, and there are pictures of Colin with one of the. It was I think it was used on. Um, what do they call those things on DVDs? An extra, a special uh, film. Ask Roy! Roy Spearman, um, ask him. It has been screen used. There are pictures, and the BBC have used it a couple of times. So if the BBC have used it, it's it's not maybe going to be appearing in the official series, but it's still a BBC screen used TARDIS, and it can be um, advertised as such. 
you're going to argue with that one, but you want to point those no. arguments at Roy, who owns the TARDIS. Um, and I thought uh, the Doctor owned the TARDIS. Colin Baker, this is one of Colin Baker's TARDISes because Colin Baker has been the Doctor with that as the prop. Debbie, tell him. Boy, I'm, not, I'm not arguing. I just want to know where to where to see it. That's all. It, I'll see if I can screen, find an image. You always think... doubt us, and you want everything down to the. I'm pretty sure that Roy has actually posted a picture of this. Oh, mind you, it's a secret of that. Oh stage. no, he's posted a couple of times of of Colin with this with his TARDIS. Um, okay. Well, uh, I'll go and look later. Which is officially Otherwise, named. Excuse me of of. of not uh, paying attention <laughs> which is officially named the old girl it's actually advertised as such and that TARDIS will indeed be at Portsmouth Comic Con um, and that's a good thing of having, having your own TARDIS uh, especially if TARDIS of that calibre it gets you into conventions um, yes. right I I have some Doctor Who news that, at I least haven't I don't finished think... your Fantasy Con news yet um, okay. Dan Digby uh, Comicast TARDIS of the Highest Order, who is now teamed up with Heroes, uh, who have their own um, comic uh, in publication. Uh, something here. Deb, help. Something what? here. Deb. Something here what? That's the, 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 the Dan Digby and Heroes um, published cartoon series. Something, I something can't remember. Here. Oh, for God's sake, I've got to look it up now. Right, God's sake. Uh, go on then, Kirby, while I look up Dan Digby. Dan uh, Digby. At least I don't... This was not in Doctor Who News. I don't. Uh, it's just well, in regular. No, I said mine. In in regular uh, news, a uh, few days ago, Doctor Who star Shuti Gatwa to take leading role in King Charles's coronation concert. Was he singing? No, he's going to perform experts from Shakespeare. Oh. Hardcore wow. hair. That's that's who it was. That um, heroes and Dan Digby. The the the. Um, the comic uh, strip in the other way. Meg Hewison is a uh, comic writer from the island, graphic novelist as well. Um, and like I say, Dead Star Publishing coming from over from Wales, they're uh, an, an online comic. So we've got some comic uh, things at a Comic Con, which was always very useful. We thought we were lacking in that last time. Um, Jedi High School featuring Darth Vader. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I've come up with some names for segment um, of the segments of the trading hall as well. I thought that was quite clever. Um, so I've got normally, I mean, sorry, Norm Alley. And so we'll have one uh, stretch of shops called Norm Alley, another one called Unusual Alley. I thought that was quite clever. That's never never been done before, using Alley from words like that as Alley. What do you think? Deb? Very original, isn't it? Everyone gone to sleep. God, it's like having Andy Nunny on the show. <laughs> right, okay, so that's the end of the Fantasy Con News section. I didn't section. realize you need me to be going, yep, 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 yep. Uh, Cineworld oh, um, Cine yes, are coming along right to, to do yes, their... Yes, definitely. Yes, I am right behind you. I support everything you say and everything you say is right. There you go. Thank you. Yes, uh, yes, yes, Cineworld are coming along uh, as well. Uh, to uh, They support us every year. It's great. Every time we do a show, Cineworld are there. So that's rather fantastic. More to follow on that front, and yes, I need to, to do. I need to get lots of posters out. So I need people um, sharing um, posts and, and putting posters up uh, wherever you can, fly, fly postering and whatnot. That's all going to be coming up over the next few weeks. And, uh, what? Oh, we're trying to get friendly with Red Funnel as well, so we can get an advert on there. And there's all sorts of bits and bobs happening. So yay! Well, also it makes it very helpful when Debbie. Uh, Debbie Pearson, the, the event coordinator, um, is actually 
um, in wanting it to happen. We just have to be a bit careful. It's just so frustrating. We haven't quite got enough money to get get um, that bird off Star Trek. Um, I have to email her back as well. That's saying I can't afford it. Yeah. Oh yes, oh, I got. I, I was going to ask you to remind me to put that in the diary. Not her. The other bit. I was anyway. Moving on. Oh, uh, oh you. I just remembered something. You when we started the podcast, you said that you had something to say about my quote about the trowel. The trowel? No, I don't think I was talking about that. It was about something else. Okay. But now I can't remember. What about the trowel? I, I don't know. Can't remember about. You the said trowel. when we get to it, you you were reminded about something, and we skipped right over it. No, I can't remember now. I okay. should I should have written it down, shouldn't I? Right. No. Um, now, obviously, the big debate about the uh, whether we should have what we watched this week uh, has um, you know come about uh, that three people have uh, come up piped up with it we should do it and that's probably about 100% of our listenership so um, maybe so I don't know if we've got time to I'll draw, I can gloss over we've just been watching maths uh, sorry Married at First Sight Australia mainly this week I uh, tried to watch uh, Mandalorian but when we found out we had to watch all of Boba Fett it's sort of like wee weed on our bonfire a little bit to actually go have to go back and watch uh, the Boba Fett, Boba Fett episodes when we've watched one episode of Mandalorian. So not quite sure what we're going to do on that front. Still haven't got around to watching Star Trek uh, Picard. I need to, but there's so many good archaeological programs on at the moment. that There um, are, there are, aren't there? <laughs> yes, um, Al- that, that gorgeous Alice Roberts has got a great series um, about... Um, oh, historic towns or she calls them historic oh i love that tain- that's been going for a few I years i know but i love it Host- historic tains as she calls historic them. Historic yeah. yeah i loved it specifically when she went to bristol her home town and and she didn't <laughs> even quiver from a, her sort of uh, trying to suppress her bristolian accent she's great um i do love that woman I think she's so beautiful and funny and uh intelligent and uh engaging and the only thing I find a bit irritating is the funny coloured hair. Um, what else can we sort of talk about then that I've watched this week? Don't we? I've just, oh, yeah, lots and lots of uh, paternity court with that gorgeous... I keep forgetting her name when I come on this show. Paternity court. It's a, it's a really good, funny programme. Um, that is the only thing that sticks in my mind about what I've actually been watching. I've been trying to watch some genealogical programmes, but there's not a lot of them around at the moment. Uh, oh yeah, that was that. Um, oh god, uh, what's that program with Davina McCall in it? Uh, it's that um, program with that person. Uh, in it. I don't it... know, Big Brother Traitors. Davina <laughs> McCall Traitors. I don't know. I, I don't I'd... watch those kind of shows. You always ask You're supposed me. To be help like, me out. You're supposed to be help me out. Right, okay. Uh, that program with Davina McCall. Yeah, the two Americans on the show have no clue whatsoever. Long so. exactly. lost. <laughs> Do you Long mean lost. Claudia Winkleman or Davina McCall? Because Davina, Davina McCall. McCall. Long lost family. Um, uh, when they do the updates, so that that has been on the last few weeks. That's been quite good. Uh, it's called Long Lost Family. What I'm happened next? I think on my microphone. You I also... don't care. Right then, um, have you? Can you recommend anything to our board list? Um, to our listeners, Debbie. Who? Yeah. 
Who? Yeah, we've been watching Doctor Who. We talked about that for the whole episode. No. Who are you asking? Oh, I, I watched the thing about Dion Warwick. That was really good. Uh, a, a documentary. And there was one about Little Richard as well. It was on last night on BBC. Uh, um, I must try and watch that tonight. Yeah. Um, Debbie, what have you got anything you watched that you can recommend to? Oh, uh, well, I've been, I watched that American Manhunt, the uh, Boston bombing. Oh yeah, is any Netflix. good? That that was that's pretty harrowing. Oh, I won't really watch it. Then. Yeah, that they they apparently did that to commemorate the tenth anniversary. I guess ten years oh, already. My I goodness. Have to say that, but yeah, there you go. That's exactly what they but did. I heard a, a news story uh, about it. Yeah, oh. no, it's 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 the commemorative, you know, commemorating yeah. the event, and yeah, the. I don't this, tend to watch this, the harrowing stuff, Deb. It's like that Stephen Lawrence uh, documentary. I couldn't watch it. It's too harrowing. Cause it, I, Fair I enough. I also so like to watch My Love and My Killer, which is always entertaining. Yeah. Gets me all nice and relaxed for bedtime. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I've watched a lot of Flavorful Origins, which is actually narrated by Giancarlo What's-His-Face, who plays Moff Gideon. So it in in Mandalorian. So it's quite interesting because his voice is so soporific and lovely, and there he is being mean to Grogu. You know, it's like yeah. 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 So I've watched what, Mandalorian. What is well. it Don't give any spoilers. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I haven't watched the last episode yet because Isla keeps dithering. What, what <laughs> is it that you uh, saw him in? What? You, you you said that he was in something else besides the Mandalorian. What? Flavorful Origins is the narrator. Oh, okay. <laughs> um also been watching a lot of stuff on iPlayer. Obviously watched the London Marathon today because a couple of my friends were in it. And actually for the first time ever I wasn't bored by the coverage on BBC. It was actually really interesting and fun and factual. Um still haven't got around to watching the last episode of The Feast of Great British Menu, the banquet time. And I've been catching up with Stanley Tucci in Searching for Italy because that's just a lovely lovely program too. But other than that, um, it's been quite a lot of Disney as well. Lots of because Isla likes Disney Plus, and she also watches a lot of things like Avatar, The Last Airbender. Is she's rewatching that, so I watch that at the same time, and I oh, always enjoy it. Oh, the, the, those, those, yeah. The Last Airbender, not the Avatar movie. I booked, I <laughs> yeah. booked my seat for yeah, Book Guardians of the Galaxy I, I, I Three. I was confused there because it sounded like you were referring to one than the other. No, uh, no, yeah, no, the, no. The, Avatar: The, the, the Last the, Airbender is the actual. Last Airbender is is fantastic. Yeah. Love it. I mean, it's on it's on Disney Plus there. No, no, it's on Netflix there. Yeah, it's on here. Netflix here. Yeah, and I tried the new Great Expectations. Didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I've never liked that any of the versions. Um, oh, I oh, started yeah, Ross... it big time at school. We had to record. Yeah, we had to, we read had it to school. We had to conceptualise the first chapter as a, our own movie, and we got to film it down at the local churchyard. And oh, so. oh, oh, that would make well, it a little bit easier. Ross Kemp's. Oh, no, that was fun. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie, Ross Kemp's got his new series about when he goes dive, diving at wrecks and whatnot. That, well, I don't normally started, watch but... Ross Kemp things because I don't like what he does, but that sounds pretty intriguing. I'm always up for a bit series of a wreck too. dive. He's great. He, he does the Mary... Uh, uh, they, I can't speak all of a sudden. I was going to uh, say, you can't uh, do the Mary Rose. It's not underwater anymore. If you let me finish the bloody... <laughs> it's like having Kirby on the truck. Um, sure they, they put the sprinkler back on. Can I it, speak? So... Right. The Mary Rose, most of the wreck was lifted and put on display, but the bow section wasn't. Yes, the bow section still is still in the Solent. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he and his little diving buddy um, um, did a, a dive on, on it and found some artifacts down there. That was really interesting. But, yeah, I so... love watching that come up originally, yeah, when they originally rose, the, rose the Mary Rose. Both, 
series one and this series of of uh, his show that where he goes and dives wrecks are absolutely brilliant. I have to recommend it. And I've got I my tickets. Dived. I haven't I haven't gone diving for years. Guardians of the Galaxy three. We booked our our, tic- our tickets for that uh, in a few weeks. Good. Uh, which movie? Oh, um, before I move on to Kirby, um, Lavazzi uh, sent Ooh. me a lovely newsletter. Now, if you can, you can join their mailing uh, thing, and it's always very good because um, they send offers out and whatnot. Um, but their newsletter says the monsters who nearly replaced the Daleks, and uh, the, that was the um, those weird sort of circular shaped things that says Daleks may be the most iconic of Doc 2 monsters but there was a time when they were almost exterminated from our TV screens and you can you can click on uh, a read more which then takes you to the article uh, so you get more than just scarves and brilliant cosplay facilities at Lavazzi uh, and they do mention of course that back in stock is the seventh doctor question mark pullover which I it's one of my most favourite items. But if you buy one, you can't wear it because it would get ruined. Yeah. And there's a picture of the master wearing that said um, pullover. And uh, the and five... Don't forget, who UK? In a minute, I'm, I'm doing this at the moment. Uh, the five Doctor Who planets that you must visit uh, and who counts as a Doctor Who companion, which is topical for what you said earlier on, uh, Kirby. Um, and if you, you can see all these things via the Lavazzi blog, go to it. Brilliant. You yes. get a free diary when you order uh, order something as well. And whoon.co.uk also has some stuff. Is that whoon.co.uk? And Kirby, what have you got to say about what you may or may not have watched this week? I actually watched a couple of things. Uh, finished The Mandalorian. Uh, so saw it three times now, the last episode. Uh, really considering going back and now watching every everything. But one thing that's funny is every time I we uh, I try and watch it with the geek daughter, we are using the watch together feature on Disney Plus, which tends to fail more, more than it works. And uh, if she tries to send me the link, it always starts at the first episode instead of whatever episode we're trying to work with. And then it goes into these loops randomly as well. Uh, anyway, so finished Mandalorian, loved it. Um, and I was just going through Netflix the other day and went, Oh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is back on Netflix. Hey! <laughs> I love that movie. Don't know Absolutely. what that is. What? It's a movie worth watching. Mm. It's worth watching. If you, it's, it's, (laughs) it's like, how would you describe it? Debbie, how would you describe it? Gaming comic book. uh, It's a geek out. It's, it's, yeah, it's geek. It's geek fest. Yeah. It's extremely geek fest. (laughs) (laughs) Geeks and nerds all together. (laughs) It is so much fun. Yes. Try and watch it, except that's... Uh, Adam's not going to watch it from that description. No, I've got other stuff to watch first, especially Star Trek <laughs> Picard. Um, okay, thank so you. So that, that's it for, for what I've watched this week. Do you know what? Um, we, we're, we sell a... Because uh, I work for Marks and Spencer. We sell a vegan version of Duc L'Orange. Do you? What, so, just an orange? Correct. <laughs> Guess what? Kurt, um, Mary has not been prepped for this particular section of the show because she was sure we weren't going to do it again. So I'm going to put Mary on the spot. But she's a professional. 
Uh, well, I've been listening to a Big Finish story. Yes. Hey. Um, it's a third Doctor adventure um, called Kaleidoscope, and they've—I think they are looking to replace the monthly adventures, which used to be four sections long, similar to the TV series. You know, we always had four installments. Um, so the monthly adventures followed that patterns uh, where a, a whole story was told over four installments. Um, so, but with this new box set with the third doctor, they're doing a six part. Um, and I have to confess <laughs> that it's kind of dragging me down. I keep listening to it for a while and then I lose track because is, it's got a lot of characters. Is that, is in that it. a line from um, uh, Game of Thrones, by the way? The kind of dragging uh, me down. Okay, carry on. Uh, okay. And all the major characters are played by, of course, other actors because none of them are alive at the moment. Um, and I think that the uh, that Tim Trelord does a great job as the Third Doctor. Um, and oh, I can't think of the name. Uh, John Colshaw, 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 whatever. He, John he Colshaw. Plays, yes, I know him, and I've met him. Um, he he plays uh, the the Brigadier, and I think he does a, a wonderful job. Um, but the sad thing is, is that the the actor playing uh, Sarah Jane Smith is actually um, her daughter. And uh, she I don't think she does as good a job as sounding like her mother. And I, I met her at uh, Chicago TARDIS. Um, and you know, this was their big exciting thing was, oh, she's coming in to to play her mother's roles. Um, but I think she sounds a little too hyper and excited. And, and I just don't remember Sarah Jane. I mean, I know she was energetic, but this, but uh, the woman playing her is, is just a little too much. But anyway, um, so it, it's six parts. And for my sake, it goes on a bit too long. It's, uh, people have complained that these box sets with like uh, three or four hour long stories is not does not provide enough character development. So I think that's why they're going into this super long format. Um, but uh, I kind of keep falling asleep or becoming distracted and doing other things. And then I lose track. So I have to go back and listen again. I may just give up on it. But I would love to hear um, if anybody who is still listening <laughs> um, has had experience listening to this particular story, if they can let me know um, if they feel differently. I, I had heard that uh, that Liz Slayton's daughter was going to do that voice. I was interested in actually getting that one because uh, uh, you know, Sarah Jane is my favorite companion. So yeah, I know. Oh, I know. yeah, really, uh, she is. And, and I, I love that picture of when um, her daughter was was little, and there's a picture of her dressed in uh, Sarah Jane's outfit from uh, from the her Andy Pandy outfit. Uh -huh. <laughs> her daughter's her daughter's name is Sadie. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, and like I said, maybe she just needs to settle into the role a little better. Um, but for me and my, my sake, and maybe I just don't know the Sarah Jane Smith character well enough. Um, she just sounds a little too excited. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if there's a little preview out there. And yes, see what there should be like. a preview for, for you to listen to. And maybe yeah. you could give now me I've got, I've got another uh, big finish question. Since talking about the story we just talked about today has, uh, Mark Williams ever come back to do uh, Roy's dad again in Big Finish? No, no. Ah. 
There's right. never been a story with Rory. In fact, um, even oh, who plays Rory? Uh, Rory, that's played Arthur, by Arthur, Arthur Darville. Arthur Darville. <laughs> Arthur Darville. Thank you. Um, Arthur Darville. The only big finish that Arthur Darville has even done um, has not been any, you know, Rory roles. Of course, because the Eleventh Doctor is not in Big Finish yet, um, except as you know, as told by companions stories but he he's been in their classic stories he 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 the one he did extremely well was frankenstein um so but so even arthur darville has not been in there and i think to get rory's dad in there we they'd have to start doing matt smith stories which they don't haven't done yet they may not have permission or or matt just may be too busy or something's going on but there's okay. no um 11th doctor there are ninth and 10th doctor stories yeah. and i think and i think um capaldi has said very definitely that he's not going to do big finish but then i know that tom baker said that too at one point on. <laughs> yeah i mean did that's you, did really say... surprising that, that capaldi has said that he he's done excuse with me Doctor excuse me yes. i have not read anywhere that lewis capaldi said he's not going to do any big finish deb have you read this no, I haven't read it anywhere. No, so if if Lewis Capaldi has not said he's not he's he's not doing Big Finish, then he, he may well indeed be on it at some point. Peter Capaldi. You said Capaldi, you didn't say Peter. I could have been Lewis. Lewis is more famous than Peter at the moment, isn't he? Well, I've definitely not heard of any of Lewis Capaldi doing it, but I'd also not heard of any Peter <laughs> doing it. Just I don't know who Lewis Capaldi <laughs> is. So I've got some questions because we have Americans uh, in uh, in our vicinity. Um, you know that line from the American National Anthem that goes, land of the free? I always wonder, if you're in prison in America, and obviously you would sing the National Anthem, do they not sing that bit, the land of the free? It's a rather bit? silly question. Well, I haven't been in prison to know. Have I you? Haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the vindictive person I am, I would say yes, because I'd make them. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, where in the song does it say Land of the Free? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. They've been in oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, seem to remember Whitney end. Houston. I seem to remember Whitney Houston um, um, creating the more elaborate version of the American National Anthem. Well, there the you go. Her more elaborate version included about 20 new notes that never occurred. Oh, leave her alone. She's a legend. Yes, that's true. <laughs> What on earth was that? Leave her alone. It's one note. She's wonderful. Um, no, I'm not just saying just her. I'm saying around that era. Yeah. It was well, her and Mariah Carey created that. Um, you know, Christina that. Aguilera, Mariah oh, yeah. Carey, Whitney. But they do it well. Jewel, you know, <laughs> they do it well. Everybody's had their go. The warble. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So. I'm, uh, I've got another question. I'm just going to look down my list of questions. Here. You need to write down a list of questions for uh, for Americans. Not necessarily okay. Americans. I have a question no. for the Brits. Yeah, um, there must be millions. <laughs> right, before you do your questions for the Brits, um, here's a question for you. What, Why do what, you have eggs for dinner? Shut well, up. What, what's a Yorkshireman's favourite musical note? Careful now. It's E... Mm. Usually followed by a bar gum. Um, go on, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting questions because it will help me find the questions I'm looking for. So many um, 
TV shows and movies that feature Brits. Yeah. It seems like they're constantly drinking tea, and I just wonder, oh. how, is that normal? Do you yes. guys oh, yes. drink? Yes. Well, most of yes, them yes, drink yes. coffee. In the course of a day, you do, huh? Um, I have coffee. about six to seven a day. Oh, I, drink, I just drink tea, but I love tea. I drink tea more than I drink anything else. Ah, um, but most okay. people drink coffee. But I drink Rubush. I drink Redbush tea. and uh, absolutely. Get off my computer, you daft melon. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> you recommended to me getting the Yorkshire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, Yorkshire tea, Yorkshire it's decaf as well is the best. Second best um, is extra strong M&S tea. I drink, tea. I drink really Rubosh. Nice. I drink Yorkshire tea. I don't like floral teas, but I quite like um, jasmine tea out of all of them. I think that's oh, nice. Why do you like Redbush? I love Redbush. Yeah. Um, always. Why? why? Um, I don't It's quite earthy. Okay. Yeah. Is, is it a black tea? Like, uh... Yeah, I mean, you can have it either as it is, and it's kind of a red, obviously, this red bush. It's from a yeah. red bush. Uh-huh. It, it, it's, it's a bit nuttier than regular tea. Oh, okay. I have it as normal tea. I have it with a dash of milk and a bit of sugar, which is how I've always had, had my tea, and it tastes terrific. Don't mind and I'm what... really, I've really got into that as a different thing for me having than no, I just, just... I used to like Earl Grey when I used to have sugar in my tea. Different flavours and things through the day. But yeah, Yorkshire tea, the best. Yes. And then Redbush I have as well. M&S Redbush, actually, the best one. M&S, um, the gold pack, the extra strong tea is really nice. Um, anyway, um, I have... What's, what's this? Oh, I found something. Yeah, but we here. all oh, drink my, my wife. There's this... not, if you haven't at least got one teapot, you get one when you get married. My, my wife came up with a... <laughs> Why? Do you all eat toast for breakfast? It I yeah. like generally, yes. Um, <laughs> ever see Marmite. Excuse me, for toast and marmite. Toast, yes, toast, definitely. Butter and marmite or marmalade more in our house. No, definitely <laughs> toast and marmite in my house. Well, I do. I, Nobody I, else does. Anyway, um, I've, 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 been, I've been interacting. Stupid amount of bread a day. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you are on Twitter and follow the official Marmite Twitter, no, I don't. But I've been no. I've been interacting with with. Uh, Marmite, and uh, they've actually liked some of my comments. Oh, well, that's nothing. Boy, George li- um, actually liked and shared one of my tweets once. Anyway, um, my well, wife no, come up with yeah, something. We, we, we eat yeah. tea and toast for breakfast. Eat tea and toast, my God. Occasionally, occasionally for lunch. <laughs> anyway. Okay, and eggs for dinner. Huh? And no, eggs for dinner. I can't yeah. have eggs, Quite really. happily have poached eggs for tea sometimes. Anyway. What's wrong with Americans eggs for especially, like, that's breakfast. It's like... No. Anyway, <laughs> I'll have to ring my bell to shut you lot up. My wife came up with something very, very funny. I got a point. What? Nothing. Um, the other day, um, I, I needed to go to the toilet, the number two type of toilet, and oh, well, uh, how lovely TMI. Will you let me finish what I'm bloody hell. <laughs> is Andy Nanny Sonny on the show? You told me we wouldn't talk about that sort of thing on the podcast. It's just, yeah, but it's top topical. Anyway, I need to go. Need to go to the toilet for a, for a number two. Anyway, so I pick my phone up and put it in my pocket, and she goes, "Why did you grab your phone? Is, is there a nap on your phone that wipes your bum for you or something?" I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> And it made me think about back in the 60s when people used to take newspapers to the outdoor loo and then they used the newspaper to wipe their bum. Um, And that reminds me of a film called um, Till Death Us Do Part with a a character called Alf Alf Garnet in it. It's one of my favourite films from that time, actually. Uh, So I just want to find the question. Yes, yes. Uh, There's there's a YouTube uh, channel that I follow. I don't know if you've 
follow this one. That the these questions for the Brits oh, yeah. reminds me of that. It's it's a YouTube channel called Lost in the Pond. Right, well, that's something to avoid then. No, <laughs> no, it's 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 a uh, British so uh, guy who's do that. Who, <laughs> what? Is it why do the Brits do that? They're weird. <laughs> uh, he, he, this guy, he's he just became an American citizen, but he's he's British, lives in Chicago, Chicago suburbs. Chicago, and, uh, Chicago. And uh, he does these interesting videos about uh, differences between Brits and Americans. Excuse me, did you uh, say they're interesting? Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> anyway, go, 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 go and find his YouTube channels. It's, it's very good. Do you know, At I, least I, I like it. Well, not because I. Obviously, I try to do humorous stuff, and I think of a lot of humorous stuff. And if I don't write it down, I forget it. So I, I tend to write th thoughts that come in my head. They go. I've got my notes on my phone. I've got like thousands of things. But um, there was this instance at work where um, we sort of wind each other up, and this my work colleague uh, um, had been winding me up, and I just said to the manager, I, 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 I can't remember the word. Oh yes, grievance. I want to report a grievance. <laughs> and he says, if, if you don't give me silence, you'll get some violence, he said. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, I'm still looking for the note. Um, a oh, Carry on talking, if you like. Well, I'm trying to find the um, the question that I did to find it, and I accidentally clicked off it. Be sharp. That's one of my, my cleaner violence. jokes. How about that as a fact? <laughs> yeah. Uh, carry on, this has gone quiet. I don't like it. Brits drink a lot more wine than you think. That's I'd like to add some wine, but I haven't got any. Uh, Go and get oh, some. Dear. Can't read that yeah, one I've out. I've got there. nipped away. <laughs> I, I did have this one I, I thought of. It says, because it was. Contrary, saw, I saw a TikTok. We don't like beer. I took it, saw a TikTok <laughs> where somebody. It started off with a bloke saying, Do you agree with the following statement? No. And I said, No, because. Uh, the statement should not be followed by statement the. It makes no sense. No, that was, I thought was quite funny. Um, uh, yes, um, American football is to be banned because the defensive line found, sort of the defensive line found their opponents off offensive. Uh, I thought that was quite a good one. No. Shut no. up, you. Nobody asked no, you. Shut up, you. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> so, are we recording next week? No. Um, no? no. Why not? Um, well, my, my work colleague, Brian, who's very tall, um, has got his 60th birthday. And oh, he's such a nice Brian. chap. And he yeah. sent out a little circular yesterday saying that um, on uh, next Sunday at 7pm, could everybody uh, accumulate? Is that the right word? Um, at, at, the, at the fountain to celebrate his 60th birthday and I wouldn't normally for a work colleague but because it's Brian I feel inclined to attend and so does Isabella so I'm I'm going to um, attend Brian's birthday shindig it's only a case of going okay, so, so we will deal with the the uh, the western one on the 7th the western one on the 7th yeah I think can I check my diary Yes, please. Yeah. Now, now I've lost the page. I was going to update the diary about something completely skipping, different. Skipping next week, right? Yeah. Brian sixtieth. Yes. It's um, Mary Lang birthday, seventh of April. It says. <laughs> so what's happening oh. on? 
That is the day after the coronation. That'd be quite interesting to see. I mean, Mary yeah. Lang, what, what are you doing reg- on regards to Mary Lang's birthday on the on that afternoon? Oh, she's gone uh, quiet. I don't know yet. You don't know. Um, it's not. It's not up to me. It's up to who's ever planning whatever. So you could or could I'm not be on the show. I tell you what. If if Mary turns up for the, on the show for her birthday, we must do something very special. At least sing yes. "Happy Birthday" to her in tune. That would be quite a novel thing. No, tune. No, there's a challenge. Mm. I, just, I I am not available on the fourteenth. Oh dear. Well, I was thirteen next Friday. You were thirteen. No, I Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, by the way, right. by the way, I'm um, a teenager. How did that happen? I have to oh, say before we go, I have to say, well, can can happy birthday to Isla. When uh, good luck for having her as thirteen. By the way, God, that's the worst age for, for teenage girls. Anyway, um, I found out that my wife has been was cheating or has been cheating for years. Um, yeah, I found out uh, that um, when we were playing Monopoly, she used to nick five hundred pounds out of the blimmin'. Uh, bank where i always wondered how she was able to stay in the game for so long (laughs) yeah do you know what my dad used to do that i used to do it as well i used to um not when i was playing with the family when i was playing with some girls when i was a teenager um they were constantly talking messing around and stuff so i just used to slip the old 500 underneath the the board (laughs) yeah eater yeah Yeah, no i didn't yeah probably i did eat at some point (laughs) um What's this one here? Oh yeah, I like that. One. Are I, we I found I, I found a cat. Um, yes, we're still recording. We're yeah, we're going to stop in a minute. But I found a cat while. in the road. <laughs> I, I, hang on, I think I found a cat in the road. I think it might be dead. To which case you would say, "Is it moving?" And I would say, "Well, it may be, Christ." So I guess so. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it moving? Oh God. Um. <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, <laughs> So that concludes the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast of this week. Um, uh, somebody watch it or listen to it or do something. Otherwise, I won't bother doing it anymore. Hey, Bye. Just, just don't take it into the bathroom with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no need for that.
The 20 Megabyte.2 podcast is an APV services production sponsored by whowon.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the British Broadcasting Corporation. No copyright infringement intended.